culture is a really, really, really big deal. And man, ours is not going very well. And Joe Biden giving out some heat because he's feeling the heat. All that's coming up on I'm Right. All right, it's time for Dome and Dumber. What am I doing here? You should probably fear a man who has nothing to lose. Or who is acting like he has nothing to lose. I was taking some time this weekend, just going through some political stuff, headlines, checking out the latest sound bites, you know, the things you do every morning when you're checking out the news on your phone or whatever you're doing. And I got a little concerned. Now, not, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to scare you, but I got a little bit concerned as I was going through everything. And this is what I mean by concerned. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the whole administration, shockingly unpopular. I mean, I mean, shockingly unpopular. The Joe Biden's approval rating is at 37.8%. 59% disapprove. Domes came in actually lower. I don't even know how that's possible. She doesn't even do anything at 27%. And 64% of the people said they don't want Joe Biden running again. Now, let's clarify something. Joe Biden is a politician. He's been a politician for about 9,000 years. So is Dome. They're politicians. They get elected. People go in and they vote for them or choose not to vote for them. So if you're somebody whose job it is, I realize they have more important jobs than they should be doing, but in their minds at least, their job is to be popular. At least be popular with 51% of the people that keeps getting you sent back to office. You're unpopular with 60%, right around 60%? You're toast. Now, my job, by the grace of God, is not to get votes. I am allowed by the first thankful to them to sit here in front of the camera every single night and say to you whatever I want to say to you. So you, you're a person who has options. Hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. There are a million viewing options out there, right? I'm not naive. You get a thousand different channels on demand, everything you'd be watching on your phone, anything you want. You have options of things you could be doing right now. You are choosing to watch me. That means I get to sit in this chair as long as I am interesting enough that you make that choice. I have a job. My job is to be interesting. You have to want to watch. So if a poll came out and it showed the vast majority of people don't find me interesting, I would be a little concerned. I'd have to start wearing beer hats or something on the show. I don't know. We have to have to come up with something. Their job is to be popular with 51% of the people and everyone hates them. So in a real world, in a normal world, you would think they'd be having panicky meetings right now on how can we get more popular? What what can we do? How can we we reach out to the American people and and, and make sure that we're connecting with a a 50% or greater percentage of them, right? Those are the meetings you would think they'd be having. Instead, Joe Biden is standing up in front of everybody and telling everyone how stupid they are. Why is the price of, of, of agricultural products, when I go to the store, why is it higher? What, like, for example, if I had, if we were all going out and having lunch together and I said, let's ask whoever the, whoever's in the next table, no matter how, wh- what restaurant we're in, have, have them explain the supply chain to us. 
Think they understand what's, what we're talking about? Worried. They're worried. And so all I can say is what I'm going to try to do is explain to the American people as best I can. And by the way, you all write for a living. I haven't seen any one of you explain supply chain very well. No, no, I'm not being critical. I'm being deadly earnest. When your editor says, explain the supply chain. Okay? Lots of luck in your senior years, my coach used to say. But, 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 but I, I sincerely mean it. This is a confusing time. I said it's so weird he's the president. But all right, let's set that aside. But yeah, you're just too stupid to understand supply chains. And the media people, why, why aren't you writing about it? It doesn't sound like a man who's trying to win, win back popularity points. So let's, let's just pause on this for just a moment. Just put that in your back pocket. Let's move on to this cash payments for illegal immigrants thing. I remember, I think it was last week it came out. I think it was Wall Street Journal who broke it. Somebody came out and said, uh, we're hearing from the administration they're going to start stroking $450,000 checks to illegal immigrants who were separated at the border under Donald Trump. Well, at first... Joe Biden was asked about it and said, no, that's ridiculous. Your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. But it's not true. So this is a garbage report. Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But apparently someone sat down with Joe, and now he's yelling at you for even questioning the morality of it. You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't Uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets $450,000. The number was what you had a problem with. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child, it's gone, you deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. Okay, so we're going to be paying people large sums of money to come here illegally. Let's, let's go back to what we were talking about in the beginning. This is a wildly, wildly unpopular administration. Wildly unpopular. And in response to being wildly unpopular, they are lecturing you about how stupid you are and also talking about massive cash payments to illegal immigrants. Now, I understand everybody in the country isn't as far to the right as I am, Those are wildly unpopular positions to take with virtually everybody. You take one of these independents who goes back and forth and asks them whether we should be paying large sums of money to illegal immigrants and whether they like being talked down to by the president. They're all going to go against that. So back to what I was referencing at the beginning. I'm getting a little bit worried because this administration doesn't seem to act like they have anything to lose. And it's concerning me. They're taking every bad thing people hate 
and they're doubling down and tripling down on it. And remember, we're coming fresh off of a really rough Tuesday for Democrats, not just in Virginia, nationally. New York, New Jersey, Montana, Ohio, nationwide. Some eye-opening stuff happened. You'd think they'd be gathering around and changing direction. They're not changing direction. They're picking up speed. And I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. And let me tell you why. Joe Biden is not running this administration. We know that. He doesn't have the strength to do it. I mean, listen listen to Joe Biden right here. Listen to the President of the United States of America right here. You know, one moment at a time. I could take, I'm going to get in real trouble. This is the last question I'm taking. You can decide who I'm pointing to. I'm going to get in trouble? I'm going to get in real trouble? The, com- the commander-in-chief is going to get in real trouble? He's not in charge. He's not in charge. And we know we have enough rumors now that Jill is pretty much in charge, and Ron Klain, White House Chief of Staff, is in charge, and Susan Rice, they're in charge. Well, here's the problem with that, and this explains, I think, why they act like they have nothing to lose. They don't. Remember, the system takes care of its own. It's all one system. They all believe the same thing now. Corporate America, the media, university system, Hollywood. They all believe the same thing. So they all just bounce back and forth to various parts of the system to pillage the system. What's that mean? Let's take Ron Klain, for example. Ron Klain, White House Chief of Staff, Ron Klain. Why would he be pushing so hard for all these crazy communist things people don't like. It doesn't make sense. Does he want to be a one-term chief of staff? What's wrong? Why would he care? He probably is in the middle of taking a significant pay cut as White House chief of staff. You see, the second Joe Biden's presidency ends, whether that be next year, 2024, 2028, oh, who are we kidding? It won't be that long. But The second Joe Biden's presidency ends, Ron Klain doesn't get tossed out to live in a homeless shelter and try to share some soup with some people. Ron Klain walks right out of the White House and right onto a university campus where he'll make $50,000 a speech. He walks into Wall Street where he'll make more than that per speech. He'll go get a cable news gig with CNN, bring in half a million a year. You see... They're not falling down when they get out of the White House. They're falling up. So they don't care. So they act like they don't have anything to lose because they don't. And that's the situation we find ourselves in. And look, I mean, how embarrassing is it? There was a rumor floating around that Joe Biden pooped his pants in front of the Pope. I'm not making that up. That was an actual rumor floating around. And then... Apparently, Joe, this weekend in front of the Duchess of Cornwall, apparently he farted. Uh, I guess it was very loud and very long. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be immature here. That's in the news. Apparently, Camilla has talked to a lot of people about it. This isn't something I just came up with for, for nice fodder on the Internet. So our president now is farting in front of other important people in the world. What are we doing? What are we doing? Speaking of farting, let's do a brief, I know it's not light in the mood, let's do a brief flashback to one of the great moments in TV history when Eric Swalwell farted on camera. 
The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from... Oh, by the way, you know that Mexican border that's a complete disaster? And we have this huge migrant caravan coming north as we speak. There are Mexican police officers being assaulted. They're issuing threats to our border patrol agents. It's really bad. Tens of thousands. I mean, there's tons of people coming. Well, remember, Harris, Kamala Harris, she's the czar of the border. She was put in charge of the border, except right now she's in Paris. She's in Paris taking in the Eiffel Tower. Of course she is. And maybe we should count our blessings. I'm going to play you a video. And I swear to you, you're going to think that we, we dubbed some voices over or, or we did this as like a funny thing for the show. On my life, this is real. This is the vice president of the United States of America speaking with NASA about environmental racism. Climate adaptation strategies. I'm so embarrassed. These are the people, these are the people who lead our country. I, I'll never get over this. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, these are the people who lead our country. We are led by the dumbest, worst people on the planet. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. It's time to talk a little bit of culture and how rotted ours is. We have a great show for you tonight, but first, do you own a home? If you own a home, you have a home title, and that home title is online. It is online. And right now, as we speak, cyber thieves are scouring the internet looking for home titles. I know because I got mine and it showed my signature on it and my wife's signature on it. Only I didn't sell my home or take a loan out against it. They'll take a loan out against your home or several. They will financially bankrupt you. They'll take off with all the money and you will get evicted from your home if you don't pay that loan back. Or you can go to gethometitlelock.com right now and sign up because they'll detect any tampering and shut it down like that. Hometitlelock.com. We'll be back. The gay thing. The gay thing. It's everywhere you turn now, is it not? And remember, remember what culture is. Culture is simply what your society incentivizes and what your society disincentivizes. I remember I saw a study done a couple years ago. I forget exactly when. It was wild. It showed that there was something like 1% of the U.S. population was gay. And they pulled people, and people thought 25% of the U.S. population is gay. And it's obvious why. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's every television show has to have a gay couple. Every movie has to have a gay couple. Every corporate sponsorship has to have gay pride month with, with rainbow cereal boxes. It's everything is dumping this on people now. And look, we have an American Christian University poll out there. 30% of millennials, 30% people aged 18 to, seven, 18 to 37, by the way, identified as LGBTQ. 
39% of the ages 18 to 24 fall in that category. 48% of millennials prefer socialism over capitalism. And I want to be very, very clear about something. This is not just kids being kids. I love socialism. We're all gay. This is our culture now. Why are all these young people coming out and acting this way? Because every single part of our culture tells them they should. It's everywhere. Right now, all the incentives are going that way. Other nations in the history of the world have not struggled with this in their young people. We struggle with this in our young people because everywhere we turn, it's there. And no, I don't care what you say about it. It doesn't matter to me. And frankly, I don't care what your beliefs are. I do know this. Historically, this is a fact. It's good for a society to have young men marrying young women and making a lot of babies. That's good for a society. I don't know what direction we're going now, but it ain't the right one. I'll tell you that much. The whole daggone culture is completely rotted. Look at the Sesame Street. I remember I used to watch Sesame Street when I was a kid. Now, your kid watches Sesame Street today. He's getting lectured by Big Bird about getting the vaccine. They control every single part of this culture. Every single part of it. It never, ever ends. It never ends. So when we finally get one person who's part of this culture to stand up and say something against this culture, I'm going to applaud them. Now, you know I don't watch NFL football anymore. I was a lifelong NFL freak. I would sit down for seven, eight hours a day. I know that's probably unhealthy on Sunday and watch every single game, all of it. And then all this Black Lives Matter filth kneeling for the flag came out and I walked away and I haven't missed it, to be frank. But I do know this, Aaron Rodgers is a big star and he is apparently in possession of more common sense than most of the doctors you see on television. I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now, so before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture uh, casket, I think I'd like to set the record straight on so many of the uh, blatant lies that are out there about myself right now. I'm not, uh, you know, some sort of anti-vax flat earther. Um, I, I am somebody who's a critical thinker. Uh, you guys know me. I march to the beat of my own drum. I believe strongly in bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices for your body, not to have to acquiesce to some woke culture or crazed, you know, group of individuals who say you have to do something. Wow. That almost sounded like Man, if you listen closely, that almost sounded like a free American. And you know what? The reason I applaud him is this. I know many of you have made that same choice, and I applaud you for that as well. I applaud Aaron Rodgers for it because he's in a field, anytime you're in the celebrity field, where there is so much pressure to just conform and say the things everyone else is saying and your advertisers are breathing down your neck and just say what's popular, Aaron. Why won't you just say what everyone else is saying? that he is strong enough to step up to that culture and say, no, I admire it and I respect it. Salute Aaron Rodgers. All right, we still got a lot more for you. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick's latest little Netflix thing is so stupid, I can't wait to play you that. But first, are you in debt? Are you in a lot of debt? $10,000 or more? If you are, it's okay. Life happens. I've been in debt before myself, out of work. I, I know what it's like. 
One thing you can't do, though, is stop trying. I know that's tempting because you're looking at the, the bills and it's just, t- and you're tempted to just give up. Don't. Make one phone call for me. One phone call. Total Financial Freedom has been helping people out just like you for a long time. In some cases, they're cutting payments in half. They're getting people out of debt. Make one phone call for me. Call 877-332-8291. 877-332-8291. Make sure you tell them Jesse Kelly told you to call. They'll get you an extra something free. Make that call. Get out of debt. We'll be back. Before they put you on the field, teams poke, pride, and examine you, searching for any defect that might affect your performance. No boundary respected, no dignity left intact. Come on, boy, hurry up. Look at that shape there. Look at this. Five, I got your bid. 30, James, 30 to you. 100. 100. So, next one coming up. Best one we got. 500. 500. 600. Look at this here. Come on, who wants this? 700. There we go now. 1,000. 1,000. I'm telling you what I want. Yeah, I heard you. So, Okay, joining me now to talk about that insanity and his awesome new book is my friend Charles Love. His new book is Race Crazy, BLM 1619 and the Progressive Racism Movement. Charles, I'll be honest, I've kind of come around on Colin Kaepernick. I used to hate his guts. Now, I think I just respect the hustle. I mean, that's so stupid and outlandish. He's clearly making a fortune with this stuff. I think I respect it. No, I, I, I think you're wrong, Jesse. I mean, I know my book is called Race Crazy, but this, you're wrong. This is not crazy. This is wonderful. I mean, I've been thinking this for a long time. I'm like, you know, this is just like a slave auction. I want someone to say that, point out how good, well, I don't know. Maybe is it, maybe slave auctions were good because he tried to do one. Remember when he had the media and he went to the place and said, I want to play, you all come to me. He was okay with them mm-hmm. checking him out. And it's also interesting, this video, they're all black. Hmm. I didn't know that there weren't any white players in the NFL. Do they only do this stuff to the black players? Is that what happens? This is madness. Obviously, this is crazy. And 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 the fact that people take it seriously, is he's not the problem. DuVernay is not the problem. Netflix putting this crap on is the problem. Charles, help me understand what the market is for this. Because I no, I don't believe believe the majority of American people look at that and believe that's an apt comparison. Not white people, not black people, not Republicans, not even Democrats. I believe the majority of the country looks at that and collectively rolls their eyes. And yet he's signing multi-million dollar deals with Nike that ne- I guarantee got paid on real nice payout by Netflix. How is there all this corporate money support and yet no popular support? It's very odd to me. Yeah, they have a whole, you know, they live in a different stratosphere. So they have a different agenda and a different thought process. They look at numbers, right? And if they think that most people, because they don't believe it, right? So they know most people don't think that, I don't believe it. But I know that the people who believe it, this cancel culture and that kind of thing, they're so rabid 
that if you know, we see all the people getting in trouble for doing certain things, but we're ignoring because we don't get the glow of it. But we're ignoring that some people get benefits from it. They want the attaboy. That's what they want. They want to be like, well, we did this great thing. So now all the radicals and the progressives, the extremists are going to say, hey, go buy their product. Look at how cool they are. And they're happy and they're dancing. And that's why they're doing it. They they know it's not moving the needle. They know whatever racism is left in the, in, in the country stupid stuff like this is not going to do anything for it they know they know all that but what they get is you oh how about this do you think people will watch this madness probably right even the people yeah. who roll their eyes at it they yeah. it, it, it got a lot of clicks and then they say oh there's a special let's watch the special some to say i support it most to say let's see how far they go but they watch it I guess you're probably right. Man, that is, it's disheartening, but I, I guarantee you're right. All right, now, I, as, as people know, I have guests on from all walks of life, all religions, all skin colors, and I don't ask, this is just something I, I don't believe in, I don't ask all the, every, every black guest I have a bunch of black questions. I just, I hate that. I think that's always beneath, beneath everyone when people do that. But I actually, for the first time I can remember on this show, I'm going to play Charles Love a video, and I'm going to ask a black question. Charles, look at this MSNBC analyst, because I have a question. Problem is here, they want, they want white supremacy by ventriloquist effect. There is a black mouth moving, but a white idea through the running on the runway of the tongue of a figure who justifies and legitimates uh, the white supremacist practices. Charles, everyone's petty. Everyone can oh, be that's petty. Right. Everyone can be insulted. No, no, everyone's petty. Everyone can be insulting. But the things black communists say to any black person on the right are the most detestable things. It is routine. I see these things come out of their mouths, and I'm just stunned. Why? What is, why is that rift so bad? It's awful. It, it is awful. You know, you know, the reason why it's not complicated, it's, but it's funny. Because what they tend to often say is blacks who don't agree with us are just playing up for white people. They'll say that to me. I don't talk about, you know, I've been on the show several times. I don't talk about Republican stuff, but they'll still say, you're just saying stuff to make white people happy, which is foolish. I say what I want to say. But beyond that, let's give them their argument. You know, that's my ploy. So I'm saying it to make the white Republicans happy. Well, he's saying stuff to make white progressives happy. But that's okay, right? So the, for him to get on there and disrespect the black woman, right? Instead of being anybody else that would say, look at black people want an election, a statewide election. They said, nope, white ventriloquism, it's silliness. And most people don't believe it like the other topic, but they'll say, well, I mean, I don't like what she said. And what is she parroting that are white ideas? So her saying, I'm not a victim is a white idea. So you're not, you ain't really black unless you say you're a victim. Nobody says that. Most of my black friends, to be honest, will say that this stuff is foolishness. To be honest, the reason you don't hear from them is because they, they do believe that obviously racism was really bad. We still have some of it. So they're like, you know, I think it's dumb. But if white people got to squirm a little bit, it's kind of funny. They chuckle. They think it's funny <laughs> to watch white people play it out. But they don't buy it. They don't buy it. They don't like these people. They don't like BLM. They just think it's funny to see white people try to, you know, defend it. It's, it's funny. It's just a joke to them. And so is he. I'm, I respect that. I respect that. All right, race crazy. You you wrote the book. Everyone's already talking about the daggone thing. What is this book? What's race crazy about? 
Well, you talked about early on saying that you don't think anybody buys this stuff. Even Democrats don't buy it. So I'm trying to do a unique approach to this stuff. So we heard all about, you know, when the country was burning last year, people kind of took notice. But they all ran to their, their, their camps and they explained it from a, well, it's good because it's reparations or it's bad and it hurts the gun. I just wanted to say, we need to get the masses, and most people are somewhere in the middle. So I'm speaking to them. I'm speaking to those those Colin Kaepernick people. Say, hey, rich white guy, you feel that blacks are treated unfairly by police, and you want to fix it. That's okay. But the way you're doing it is bad because you're giving money to Black Lives Matter, and they're terrible. They don't. They anti-American. They do nothing to fix police brutality, even if it's true. They don't do anything, and they hate capitalism. So you're basically funding your own demise. And then you have this argument about CRT and is, is it, do you know what the definition is and what did this one say? And the bottom line is we all know 1619 is in all these schools and it openly says racism, anti-black racism is in the DNA of America. Well, last I heard, DNA couldn't be changed. So even if you tear the whole system down, when you rebuild a new one, it's still gonna be racist in the DNA unless you get rid of the white people. So I think people need to know what's in the, school, in the schools, what BLM says in their own words. And if you still believe it after hearing what I found, then so be it. But I think most people will say, I did not know they went that far and I will have to at the least stop giving them money. The book is race crazy. I would encourage people to get it. Charles, I've always had this belief. I think I'm right, but who knows? I believe prejudice is human nature. Maybe not based on skin color, but I think we all have some of it. It's just no one wants to talk about theirs, whether it's black people, white people, Hispanics, whether maybe you don't like Muslims, maybe you don't like Christians, maybe you don't like Jews. I think some form of prejudice is in all of us. Am I wrong? Well, I often say when I speak, one of the first things I, I like to start, start from the macro level. The first thing I say is the worst part of the, the radical left is that they're trying to fix human nature. So even if they have good intentions, they will never be successful because you can't stop it. Like you said, they'll just find something else to dislike you about. There are black people within neighborhoods that don't like other black people or white people in neighborhoods. You can't change whatever somebody's belief. And how are you going to police thought? You know, how do you do that? So they're yeah. trying to reprogram because they think they think they can fix something they can't fix. So even if you agree with them, as I keep saying, you are spinning your wheels. And you know what the biggest part is? We're not talking about solutions. So even if there are problems, we're not talking about it because we're arguing about, you know, what's the definition of CRT and how many and is the NFL a slave uh, trade? I mean, I mean, slave uh, uh, um, auction or whatever. Charles Love. The book is Race Crazy. Go out there and get it. You will find it revealing. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate you. Always a pleasure to be with you. I was shopping for insurance about six months ago, and I was taken aback by the prices of everything, and then these big insurance companies, how much they charge for everything. There's a better option. One Share Health. One Share Health is faith-based. It's a big faith-based group, and the prices and the options you have are incredible. And I mean, really, really spectacular plans to basic plans, whatever you want. Yeah, vision, dental, it's, it's all in there with One Share Health. Stop throwing your money at companies who hate you and hate your values. There's a company that shares your values and they're giving people incredible coverage at great costs. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash kelly. That's my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly. Use the promo code Jesse Kelly. That gets you another 75 bucks off. We'll be back.
Paula, would you please christen the ship? In the name of the United States of America, I christen thee Harvey Milk. May God bless the ship and all who sail in her. Well, it certainly seems like we're ready for China. In case you don't know what you're looking at there, that was the United States Navy christening the USNS Harvey Milk. Uh, and that was a transgender doing the christening. Harvey Milk, by the way, was a gay rights activist from San Francisco who is also a known pedophile. So that's how we're doing in the military. Joining me now to talk about that and other things, Media Action Network's founder, Ken LaCourt. Ken, I just... Is there no end to this insanity? Yeah, that was a weird one. I mean, I'm pretty uh, live and let live when it comes to adults deciding who to kiss and who to do things with. But watching our military with, uh, you know, with a with a transgender in a in a in a dress and and after Harvey Milk, it's it uh, it uh, it makes you wonder who's who's running the show. Can. You are oftentimes talking me off the ledge of how bad I say things are, how doomsday I say things are. But honestly, from, from the USNS Harvey Milk to another massive migrant caravan coming to Afghanistan, to supply chains, to everything else, how am I supposed to take what's happening in this country as anything other than intentional destruction? It looks intentional, Ken. Yeah, you know, when, when they do something like that, you always ask, is, is, is it out of evilness or stupidity? And that's always a, a coin toss on a lot of these things. Uh, uh, you know, look, what you just showed was, was, was pretty flabbergasting. Uh, uh, you know, I, I remember the, the, uh, the Village People song in the Navy. Uh, I, I think they're just taking it a lot farther. It's, um, no, look, it's, it's a problem. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, we've got statues of George Floyd in, in, in cities. And we, we are now kind of holding up uh, I think we're holding up the wrong people to to celebrate and to honor and I think that that's an in intentional thing the migrant caravans will get through all that you know I, I think we have to be careful of cherry picking every bad thing in the world and and, and kind of assuming that that, uh, that 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 makes the world bad but that doesn't make those things good I, I can't talk you off this ledge that easily okay then talk me off this one the Ashley Biden diary. I've never seen it. I don't know if it's real. I, I don't know any of that. From what I understand, they're saying Ashley Biden has a diary. And in this diary, she alleges some pretty gross things about Joe Biden. And I wasn't there. I'm genuinely not accusing him of that either. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, even if it's in a diary, I don't know if that makes it true. I'm not worried about that, Ken. What I am worried about is the Federal Bureau of Investigation raiding the home of journalist James O'Keefe for said diary. I'm old enough to remember when that kind of thing was called tyranny. Uh, look, if 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 some if some facts don't come out that that supports what they did, uh, the the feds are going to have a black eye and a deservedly so black eye. Uh, I mean, the rules of 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 this are basically this: uh, as a journalist, you can't go out and steal things. You can't encourage people to steal things. You can't pay somebody to go out and 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 take things like that. 
That said, if somebody goes out and steals something or or whatever that was, let's say somebody violated the law in 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 stealing a diary like that or stealing a car or stealing anything anything like that, as a journalist, you are protected from uh, from from any kind of blowback on that. You are allowed to print it. You are allowed to take that that information, and, and you might not be able to hold on to a physical. Well, you would not be able to hold on to a physical stolen something. But if you took a a uh, if if you took a a photocopy of a diary and somebody stole it and dropped it off and gave it to you after the fact, uh, you are you as a journalist are totally protected. So let's see uh, let's see what's happening here. It's very very troublesome. O'Keefe is not a guy who will go quietly. He's got a you know even though he every time he does something like this he then gets banned for him or or suspended from a Twitter or a Facebook. I mean the 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 left and the media do not like him even though he's one of the few kind of journalists who actually goes and finds things that people don't want to have reported and that's kind of the the essence of of journalism. I mean if everybody loves what you're what you're printing that's not journalism that's PR. Uh, he actually goes and uncovers facts and real things. So it's 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 it could be very troublesome. And the fact that the FBI and then the you know, the other just dumb thing was, look, I remember seeing it. It came out in the national file, and I kind of shrugged it off. It's like if I you know on something like that that there's kind of that there that there was a lot of a lot of salacious charges in there, and there was no way for them to to my point of view, accurately say or, or effectively say this is true. So I just kind of shrugged my shrugged my shoulders and, and, and kind of moved on. When the FBI is doing this, now they've basically confirmed that that it is her diary and that these things are are her writing. So so they, they also probably hurt themselves to that extent. Now, that said, I don't believe that that diary is fair game. I, I don't believe that that's, that's fair politically and right and moral to, to print that unless you are really, really uncovering serious moral or, or, or illegalities on, on the president or somebody in, somebody in office. She said some salacious things, kind of weird, you know, but, but there were, it was also kind of, you know, rantings of a of of a young gal. Rantings is too much of a word, but it was it was somebody's personal thoughts to themselves and somebody who was also, you know, struggling in life and 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 with drugs. Uh, um, that's so. So, how much credence do you give something like that? I don't know. I, I I don't think that that somebody's diary should be part of our political discussions, except under extraordinary circumstances. Okay, uh, my, but that's it. I wouldn't, let question, I wouldn't let Joe Biden babysit my kids. I mean, I mean, you know. My big question, though, Ken, is not necessarily the diary. My big question is: Look, it's been a rough few years for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They're looking more and more like the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. Then, in just the last two or three weeks, we've had two things revealed: they lost the high-definition video they had in their possession of what took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin, video that allegedly would have just basically eliminated any need for trying Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, that's odd, very odd. Almost looks like you're with Antifa or Black Lives Matter or against the right, so you have that. And then you have the FBI getting all over an enemy of the Biden regime, Ken, it's looking like we have a very, very, very partisan FBI, and I'm much more worried about that than a diary or anything else, because that's a big deal. Oh, 100%. And, and, you know, we can also look at the fact that they had his sons. I tell you, this guy has more drug-addicted kids than, than I've got kids. Um, um, 
you know, they had his son's laptop and, and, and had that at the FBI uh, Delaware office and didn't do anything on that for over a year until until they leaked it out. Um, you know, going after and, and, and conducting stings on, in, you know, stings that were illegal and, and over the top on, on incoming Trump administration people. The text that we had between the crazy Strzok guy and his girlfriend uh, at the FBI where, where you saw FBI agents not acting in a way that you would anticipate or ever want an FBI agent to do, you know, saying we're going to take them out, we're, uh, we'll save America from Donald Trump. You know, uh, if you are, you don't even have to be a conservative to say that, that you know, you, you're, the FBI is not what, what we thought it was. Now, it could have been worse under Hoover, because let, let's be honest, they had a hit list and they did nasty, nasty stuff under under Hoover for, for, for many years. Um, um, but it is not this kind of the 50s era, the FBI that we grew up with the, during the dragnet years and all of that stuff. They are much more partisan that and we're seeing that come time and time again. And it's and it's horrific. It's horrific. Ken, I'm going to play you this little clip of Ron Klain, White House chief of staff. Oh, boy. Look, these vaccine requirements have been litigated up and down the courts all over the country. State requirements, for example, one in Maine. Uh, and every single court before this one ruled that they were valid. The Supreme Court has turned back several times already various efforts to enjoin uh, other vaccine requirements. Uh, I'm quite confident that when this finally gets fully adjudicated, not just a temporary order, right. uh, the, the validity of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard, hard hat on the job, right. to be, be careful on chemicals, it can put, put, put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. Yeah, because wearing a hard hat's the same thing as injecting yourself with something, Ken. <laughs> Look, I um, he's he was dead wrong in the it's been adjudicated up and down. I mean, you know, it went into through some state courts and it, it hasn't gone to the Supreme Court, but it it hadn't I mean, there had been nothing to oppose up until last week when they finally announced the regulation. I mean, when Biden first came out and talked about this for weeks. There was no there there. There was no there was no law to look at. There was no OSHA regulation. There was nothing except a press conference from from the president. And you can't sue somebody over what he says he's going to do. You actually have to wait until there's something on the books. So, this is the first chunk into uh, the the first step into federal court. My, I suspect it will go up the chain pretty quickly. Um, um, I, I have a high degree that well, it'll either be it'll either be adjudicated or or adjudicated by them ignoring it by the, by the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, what's this guy going to say, though? He can't go out and say, yeah, hey, we got a really good chance of losing this thing because it's quasi-constitutional or maybe not even be constitutional. I mean, he's the chief, chief of staff. He has to go. He had to say what he said, no matter what he believes. It's This is fine. It's going to be good. We look forward to our day in court. I mean, what what else can you do at that point, right? Ken, the court, you're the best, buddy. Thank you. Good to be here. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. Next. I was never a very good athlete. Ah, don't get me wrong. I played basketball for years and baseball for years, but I was never a good athlete. When you get involved in youth sports and you suck, you quickly see that there are other kids who are just naturally way better than you'll ever be. And I'll be honest with you, as a kid, it can be disheartening. These are six-year-olds. Get a load of this kid. 
It's about drive, it's about power We stay hungry, we devour Put in the work, put in the hours And take what's ours Like in Simone in my veins My culture banging with strange I change the game, so what's my mother name? What they gonna get though? Desecration, defamation If you wanna bring it to the masses Face to face, now we escalating When I have to book That was amazing That music was awful, but gosh, that was amazing Alright, I'll see you tomorrow